Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive. And you will be rewarded. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's... Time for one thing, it's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite, I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of it must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 419 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this, the uh, 6th of November, Sunday, the 6th of November at 16, 18 hour, 100 hours, make it a 5... 18 left coast pacific coast coast the most crack engineer wapow ivor molina over there in the booth ivor you're fired holding up the whiskey sign mm. delish that would of course make it for our sequel friends 2022 1106 as of now mark fire well, let's get straight to our top. Let's get straight to our top stories. Sweet, I'm still off my meds, so this will be a short show, uh, like the previous several have been. Um, we had a uh, well, we'll talk about our feature in a moment. Um, but because everyone's so excited about it, not me. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was released. I think this week or last week. It doesn't matter. Uh, you can you've heard you can hear you might have heard it from Proton DB, but now you can hear it from Proton D Me. Uh, it is fucking borked. 
It is borked. It will not run on your Linux distro. And I'm having a hard time, it seems, to get Steam to process my return of it. So, considering it's a very expensive game, consider this a public service where, once again, me, your host, Cookie Sprite, your humble narrator, takes it on the chin for you fucking bunch of freeloading asswipes. Isn't that right, Ivor? Isn't that right, Ivor? Oh, we'll get the fucking case, won't we, Gregor? We'll get the fucking case! More whiskey. I'm just kidding. I love you all dearly, as if you were my family. My secret inbred internet radio family from Canada. Ah, yes. There's a reason why you're a secret. Now get back in that attic! Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is fucking borked. Don't try to run it on your Linux system, and don't try to rely necessarily on Steam allowing you to return it, because it's been ooh, 16 hours since I tried to return my copy, and uh, it is still pending. I'm really hoping it goes through, because 70 bucks is a lot of money for me right now, and uh, I really can't afford it. Uh, I mean, like, you know, I could afford it if we could get a game out of it, but I can't just fucking burn 70 bucks. Um... That brings us to our feature for this week. Uh, we have a, actually a full show, but uh, our feature this week, we're going to call it something like Marauders or Brotato. And we went with Marauders. Some more Marauders talk awaits ye. But first, let's hit him with the new and noteworthy, Ivor. I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. We don't usually do this on this show, but this week our new and noteworthy is for a game that is yet to be released. It comes out in two days, though, and... If you've seen the video for this game, like the the Steam store page video, holy shit, you want to remember, mark it down on your fucking calendar, November the 8th, remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, the treason plot, no, that was, that was yesterday, today's the 6th of November, two days from now, will be the 8th of November, use your math. And that is when Sonic Frontiers is released on Steam. Sonic Frontiers looks like the most amazing Sonic game that I have ever seen since Sonic CD. And Sonic CD was my favorite Sonic game of all time. Probably tied with... Well, no, it was actually, I liked it more than uh, the uh, Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. I love the Game Gear. But... What is Sonic Frontiers? It is open 3D world exploration in a Mario-esque vein, but with Sonic as the hero. Go check out what this game looks like. The video, it's, I wasn't, you know, at all pumped to hear, oh, Sonic Frontiers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, give me a fucking break, whatever. It's going to suck. And I watched this video. Holy Christ. This game looks like the shit. We can only hope and pray that it might actually run on our Linux-based systems. Um, so that comes out on the 8th. Before we get to our feature, which is just me babbling about Marauders, so we're putting all the important content up front because it's just going to go off the rails after this. We do have a deal for you this week. Um, our deal is Fury, which right now through... Ivor, you're fired! Oh, shit. 
Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now through November 12th, Fury is 70% off. That's Fury, F U R I. Uh, 70% off at $5.99. This game does run on Linux now. And it's a uh, weird roguelike uh, where the tutorial takes about 45 minutes to complete. And it's just you fighting this one guy who kills you constantly. Really cool art style. Lots of sword fighting, lots of magic. You also have a gun. Um, cool, uh, cel-shaded uh, character design and modeling. Very heavy on the uh, polys. Very, are very light on the polys, low poly, uh, low poly um, character models. Very cool, hyper stylish. Uh, interesting concept, decent voice acting, and it finally runs on Linux. I mean, it's been running on Linux now for, I guess, like maybe two years. It's an older code, so I was just about to clear them. Came out, uh, I think, 2016? Uh, yeah. Came out July 5th, 2016. But it wouldn't run for a bunch of years. It runs now, and it's $6, and you will like it. The jailer is the key. Kill him, and you'll be free. That brings us to our feature presentation. Ivor based him with it. So, even if you've been living under a rock for the past, I don't know, five weeks... Um, even if you have been living under a rock, you still have heard much te- much tell about the awesome uh, multiplayer PvE PvP uh, looter shooter Marauders, as featured uh, prominently on this very show that you're listening to right now, several weeks ago. Um, I think that was like a month ago, maybe, that we did our Marauder, our first Marauders show, where I just talked about Marauders a little bit. You know, I was dipping my toes in Marauders. Well, now I'm balls deep in Marauders. I'm so fucking balls deep in Marauders that, you know, it's, it's getting out of control. I've logged 66.3 hours, which is three times the amount of time necessary to review a game, but we're not going to review it because it's still in early access, and they're still adding a lot of stuff. They just do it slowly. They, it seems like the, the uh, design ethos of um, the small team out in the UK, as they like to call themselves, who's been developing it, it seems like their design ethos is to make very, very incremen- incremental, incremental progress uh, very slowly. Uh, I love Marauders. Marauders is awesome for those of you who are uninitiated. Marauders takes place in a counterfactual past future history where World War II never ended and consumed the entire planet, leaving only four major factions who have been, uh, what do you call it? Um, not exiled, but uh, who have fled the uninhabitable Earth and have colonized space and now fight off people like you, the Marauders. It takes place, uh, so it's a tight game loop. You can play it solo or you can play it with other people. I've only ever been able to play it solo, which is depressing. But as such, I have acquired unique knowledge and understanding that I am... I am uh, now capable of 
giving you some actual tips, some actual insight into how better to play the game of Marauders. First thing that you need to know is Marauders is not an unforgiving game. It is unforgiving, unforgivingly difficult, but here's the deal. There's an element of gambling every time you go to play. And I'm talking exclusively about playing solo. I don't, I don't know enough about playing with other people to even tell you. I know a lot about killing other people in Marauders. Not, not too much. Not too much, though, but I do know a lot about it. I know it's something you should not want to do. Mm. Unless you have to, because they will fucking waste you. Especially... I mean, everyone is so much better at this game than I am, and I granted, I do play when I'm very drunk and very stoned, but the fucking lightning fast reflexes combined with the headshot damage no matter what armor you're wearing everyone always has a bigger gun so avoid other people that's the biggest thing that I could probably tell you other biggest thing is something that I intimated in uh, our previous coverage of Marauders is don't be greedy don't be greedy if what you want to do to get successful at Marauders is go into each mission which you don't know what the mission is going to be it's just like, enter the raid. And so you enter the raid, and then it drops you at one of, I think there's like five different um, maps. Drops you in a deep space pocket. We'll talk more about the approach to the to the facility in a moment. But you don't know until you get in sight of the facility what that facility is going to be, what the map is going to be. And the road to the facility can be, you know, tricky in of itself, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in a few moments. So it's not like you know that you're going to be able to complete mission objective X, Y, and Z from your daily contracts anytime you enter a pocket. The other thing is, it's not like you know that this is a map where you're going to need a lockpick, or this is a map where it's best if you have a silent weapon, or this is a map where it's best if you have a weapon that does high damage, or this is a map where you want to loot or kill one of the one or the other um, more than the other, which determines what type. You know, if you knew these things going in, it wouldn't be such a crapshoot. Which is one of the coolest things about Marauder's design. As you start out, like you're gonna, the biggest thing about Marauders that I can tell people who want to start playing it is decide on one of two basic approaches. Hmm. And then, like, cobble together from, like, these two basic approaches, like, your actual approach. And that's what we're going to be talking about is my actual approach to Marauders. And, you know, sure, my approach might not be as good as some others, and lots of people know a lot more about this game than I do. But I do have 66.3 hours in it now, so I've got my sea legs at this point, And I've discovered some amazing, amazing, amazing discoveries. Also, for the record... You will die a lot. Currently, these are my stats as of last night. I played a couple of raids today, which I survived. But uh, I've done 314 raids, 193 of which I have escaped, meaning I have lived. 121 of which I died. That gives me a 60% survival ratio. I have 272 kills. That gives me a K to D ratio of 2.248. And I only have 11 Marauder kills. Though 
my deaths are due exclusively, almost exclusively, to other players. It is very rare that I die at the hands of the NPCs that patrol these stations. So, here's the big thing, the big stigma about Marauders, is that when you die, you lose all your shit. Everything that you brought with you, everything that you've looted, you lose it all. You have to... The full game loop for Marauders is you enter the raid, you warp into the pocket, you navigate to the facility, you fight off on the way, fighting off other people and dodging environmental obstacles and destroying uh, defense systems for the facility, hopefully as quickly as possible because you are most vulnerable in your rust bucket as a solo player. Rust bucket, you have infinite rust buckets. If it gets destroyed, if you get killed, you get another one. And your inventory between your rust buckets all remain the same because, like, there's like a imaginary base in between raids that you return to. That's where all your stuff goes for the rust bucket. Other ships, better ships that you either craft or steal, they have actual inventory and slots and shit. I've never even flown another ship other than the rust bucket because those actually require crew. And if you lose one, it's gone forever. If someone jacks it from you, if you get breached uh, if someone kills you and gets your key card and they steal your ship, etc, etc, etc etc, so you enter the facility, whatever, wherever the raid is actually going to be, you get to the the airlock and there we go you open up your own airlock you open up the uh, you wait for it to close and you open up the Exterior airlock, and welcome to hell. So, let's talk about the two, and generally speaking, you have no idea what's on the other side of that door. It could be, okay, so each map supports up to four teams of four players, so that's 16 players, okay? These maps are small. They also have NPCs inside of them. The NPCs, especially when you're beginning, they can be dangerous. Just go for headshots with a pistol and you'll be fine. Um, But there is a kind of delicious paranoia and terror and magical thinking. Sorry, more whiskey. More whiskey. That becomes more and more pervasive as you grow increasingly insane as you play more and more Marauders because you don't want to lose your best weapons trying to do something that is stupid. So, what do I mean by do something that is stupid? There is just as good a chance that you will go in with your absolute favorite kit, fully kitted out. Your best armor, your best helmet, your best backpack, your commando backpack, your level 7 prison right guard armor, your your uh, 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 helmet, your um, you know, your plate rig, or your panzer, level 9 fucking red armor, which is priceless. Um, your best weapons, both equipped in each slot, your best pistol, you know, your your best and favorite, and most deadly. You also go in fully kitted out with lockpick, maybe even a blowtorch, maybe oh, well, before you get to those, definitely with a bandage, definitely with a small first aid kit, definitely with enough rounds for every one of the guns that you have on you. 
Um, definitely with a lockpick. Definitely with uh, I already said commando backpack. That's the biggest backpack that you can carry. There is a you know, a greater than 80% chance. Greater than, well, I'd say greater than 60% chance that you'll just get gatted the second you walk out that airlock. And bam, goes priceless equipment that cannot be replaced easily. This is the great genius of Marauders. It sucks when you when that happens to you. It also sucks even worse when you're, you know, lugging all your shit back to the airlock and you've had a hell of a run and you you just fuck around or you fuck up or there's just something bad that happens right then right at your airlock and you get gatted before you can get into your ship. By the way, the gameplay loop does include once you get it back into your ship, you have to get out of the station, and then you have to get out of that pocket. You have to get to the the warp terminus, or whatever the fuck it's called, to warp out of that pocket, return to your home base, and that's when you get the end after-action report. It says you live to fight another day. Any other after-action report is you have died, and you lost everything. You do get to keep your experience points when you die. So there are two philosophies to there are three basic philosophies to playing Marauder. Four ba- five, six, seven, eight. Here's the thing. This is my philosophy to playing Marauders. Now there are two broad approaches to this game, especially if you're starting a new game. If you're starting a new game, my recommendation is to not buy anything at all. Not even crafting recipes at all. Until you've done like maybe 20 runs. Because on your rust bucket, behind where the cockpit is, on the other side of the stairs that lead down to the airlock, there's a table. And on that table is a Luger a box of 9mm ammo, 30 rounds, which is great because the Luger is an 8mm, it's it's 9mm, uh, 8 in the clip, and a uh, chest rig, which doesn't give you any real armor protection, but does give you some pouches, blah. This should be your basic template for everything. Th- those items will respawn every time you go on a raid. So if you live at the end of a raid, you can trade up, you can, you know, trade one of your uh, Lugers and half of your ammo and the rig or cra- or even better, dispose of the rig by uh, recycling it in the crafting tab and get some, get yourself some synthetic fabric because you'll need that. Um, you'll need a lot of it. You'll need, I have, right now I have eight stacks of synthetic fabric. Uh, so, what this means is, yeah, you'll go back in naked next time, but you won't lose anything. And the genius of this approach is there's two. There are two ways to get better at Marauders. I mean, better in a broad stroke. You you need to. Get, it's a skill based game. You need to get better at it by get good. You know, you got to get good. You got to be smart. You got to play smart. You got to pay attention. Etc. And you will get better. You will improve. Also, watch some tutorial videos um, that have tips that are less generic. The, these are not. These tips are not. These t- my tips that I'm giving you right now are the tips that I don't see anyone else talking about. 
and I think they're important to actually really enjoying Marauders. Because here's the thing: you will eventually loot guns and armor and helmets and all sorts of shit during your runs. Eventually, you'll have enough stuff without having spent any money. You will gain the experience necessary to know how deadly Marauders is, how everything can happen in a flash, and you can die. I mean, instantly you're dead. Like a motherfucker. But without having to lose anything. And I wish I had known this, because I went through like the first 50 grand of my $65,000 credit stipend that, that everyone starts with. Before I found out about that Luger and the the harness, the 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 pouch, the pouch harness, and the ammo. The other thing is, yes, this does not give you a lot of carrying capacity. Eventually, what you need to do is unlock, in terms of the craftables, you need to unlock the uh, sack bag. While you're doing these things, you need to do, you need to take every daily contract that you can. And you need to try to fulfill them. The easiest ones are the ones that are tied to either geographical location. I'll just tell you all of them. Activate the Iridium mind processing ore thing. The air conditioning air conditioning system there. That's an easy one. Um, get the meat receipt. That's an easy one. Uh, get eight Kill eight raiders. That's an easy one. Uh, get eight token. Get eight uh, copper coins. That's an easy one. Uh, destroy these ones are super easy and they are very remunerative. Destroy four mines, space mines, floating space mines. Destroy um, a radar communications tower in space. Those are all super easy. Um, the ones that are on specific stations that are hard are generally the merchant ship slash capital ship missions uh, the ones that require you to break into a vault like the ones that say you require a lockpick or a blowtorch or whatever um, and also on the Iridium mine the one where you have to get the gold ring brigand service is is pretty difficult because it's such a high traffic area there are other there are many other daily quests that, daily contracts that you can sign up for um, but those are the easiest ones, and those are the ones that you always, and you want to fulfill them. You want to get those done every day. Because those build faction standing, and they give you a buttload of experience points. And here's what I'm kind of leaning towards, my friends. When you start off in Marauders, what you should really be focusing on, yes, you want to get the loot, you want to look, you want to kill, you want to do whatever. You need to learn the fucking map. You need to learn every map. You need to memorize what these maps look like, what they sound like, what they feel like. And because every map has like fucking four different uh, airlocks, meaning four different entrance points that do not correspond to the exterior geography of the fucking space station. You know, it randomly is, you know, you can go into one, but you'll come out of a different one. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a possibility, though, of actual airlock overstacking where two ships are assigned the same airlock and you'll get an airlock busy warning which is very bad that means someone is right in front of you and they know that you're behind them before you open up the airlock this means they're setting up an ambush in all likelihood ahead of you so proceed with maximum caution or get the fuck out of there 
It's always the number one option. This is something that veteran players of Marauders that I've seen on YouTube. I mean, it's still an early access, but there are some veteran players who are very good at this fucking game. I am, I am marginally okay. I have a very high survivability rating because I only go alone. I've never had friends with me. Meaning, my own. I have no one to back me up. I have no one to grab my shit. I have no one. I'm alone. And they are many. So there could be as many as 16 fucking other players on any given space station. Depending on when you enter the pocket, you can see them going into the space station. Going into, you know, their various airlocks and stuff, if you look closely. Pay attention to these things because they are important. You might not end up stacked on the same airlock as someone else. But it does happen. Also, beware of getting breached by uh, by a jackpot, motherfuckers, at the fucking entrance to the station. Anyway, there's a million ways to die. But here's the thing. Yes, resource gathering is absolutely important and vital to your progression. But completing daily quests, the daily contracts, even more so. Because they give you faction standing, and that means the trade tab, every 15 minutes, a different trader from a different faction appears at your home base. Each one has different weapon and armor specialities that they can sell you. As you level them up, eventually you'll level up the one that will give you, he'll sell you sack bags. Sack bags can be scrapped. They can be scrapped for synthetic scrap. Synthetic scrap is used for everything. But I'm getting ahead of myself. What I'm really trying to say is this. There are two ways, two main approaches to progression in Marauders. One is go only with a pistol and a sack bag, which is the smallest, cheapest, easiest to... You know, eventually, once you hit like the middle part of your career, like where I think I am you'll have so much synthetic fabric that you'll be able to make light bags whenever you want and commando bags whenever whenever you're feeling frisky. But the bottom line is you should go in for the first at least 20 raids with only the pistol and at best a sack bag. Eventually you'll loot some armor, you'll loot some helmets, you'll you'll learn to control your own physical fucking uh, the gestalt of the terror as you get out of the airlock. Hopefully always crouched. You want to keep your footsteps to a minimum because you are alone, bitches. You are alone. But always remember the number one maxim is you have to secure your own loot. That is your number one priority is to find the loot and secure it and get it out of there with yourself alive. The alternative to this philosophy is you have to go get kills. Go get kills. Learn to fucking aim with the Luger. Go for headshots. You can kill anybody with the Luger. It does not matter how armored up they are. You put two in their head, three in their head, maybe four in their head if they they have the best armor. Um, And you'll die, but you won't lose anything. And you'll gain experience points. You can kill. You get to keep those experience points for all your kills. You get two times those experience points if you get out alive. So if you fill up your your pouch rig or whatever, 
early on, and just get some kills, get some kills and loot some ammo, loot some armor, loot some fucking, loot some shit from people that you kill, you'll get a lot of experience points, you'll level up very quickly, um, especially if all you're trying to do is get to geographical locations in specific, and you should watch the YouTube videos, anytime you select a daily contract, go watch a YouTube video of where the fuck that thing is, and how to do it, and then watch it again before you actually go out on your next raid and be aware of where you are. Um, yeah, so that that's that's a great way to get a ton of money, a ton of experience points, and builds faction standing. Once you build your faction standing with each of the four factions, the traders offer you more stuff at a steeper discount. So you can eventually afford to buy sack bags and just scrap them for the fucking synthetic, you know, blah, and then you can turn the synthetic fabric or whatever, synthetic scrap, I think is what it's called, it's synthetic fabric, it's like a roll of duct tape, you can turn those into light bags once you learn those recipes. That is very beneficial, because it gives you a sense, a solid grounding in the geography of where the fuck you are, and you don't have to lose anything. Now, there is the hybrid approach, which is what I adopt, you know, blah. And now I've adopted a second tier of hybrid approach. My hybrid approach is this. I go with a Sten, a silent Sten, which is a 9mm uh, gun that's very, rifle that's very popular among the uh, SAS commandos. You can get tons of them by raiding any, by, by ending up in any Navy commando uh, stronghold. You have to be ready to kill the fuck your way out of there um but and then you learn the Sten you can learn the Sten craftable recipe the Sten silencer craftable recipe never make your own guns that's another thing that I, I really support don't make your own guns learning those recipes though is good in a pinch but never make your own guns unless you're desperate it's always at worst it's always best to just fucking try your hand, give yourself like five more runs, looting with just a pistol, and see if you can get something better than the pistol and then use that this will also teach you how to use the guns slightly better, but anyway, here's what my normal kit is these days well, prior to these days like, this is like my normal kit like, as of like, ten days ago my normal kit is usually a Sten a silent Sten Shoots 9mm, so the Luger is 9mm. So I always have at least 30 rounds of uh, 9mm going in before I grab the Luger and the the box of 30 9mm rounds at the start of the raid. Uh, I go always with a bandage uh, frequently with a light bag, a light bag is generally what I take with me. Um, if not a light bag, then at least a sack bag. Uh, I will wear whatever fucking head protection I have. Generally, it's level 5, so it's generally like a uh, uh, M1 helmet. That's a level 6. Somewhere in there. I hoard my better helmets. Like, the right gear helmet is one of the better helmets that you can get. It'll save you from one headshot. From being one headshot. Shotted. Which is how other players will kill you. The NPCs are not that dangerous. Except they'll kill you. 
They won't headshot you, though. You can always tell the difference because you're not dead if you end up in a firefight with a bot. But those firefights, unless you, you're, unless both of you are fighting with silenced weapons, will draw the other players in the map. If they can hear you, they will come to kill you. And this it causes the glorious conflagration of madness and insanity that is always characteristic of Marauders. So... What else do I have? Oh yeah, so I have the Sten, I have the Luger. Uh, my my chest armor these days, for the last 10 days, has generally been a plate rig. And this is the final thing I'm going to tell you about in terms of Marauders. My final Pearl of Wisdom, even though we've only gone through half of our list. There are, I'm going to tell you two lists here. These are on the side of my, my show notes for this. It's a big fucking long, lengthy document. We didn't have time to get through all of it. There's stuff that you should always save. There's stuff that you should always grab. And here's the mindset that you need to have when you go into a raid in Marauders. You need to have in the back of your head what item do I really need? What items do I really need? If you're not going in you know, for a contract thing, like you know, cause it's crapshoot as to whether or not, you know, the contract things are gonna be where you're gonna be raiding. So if you end up at the Navy Commando Outpost, I don't even think there is a contract thing at the Navy Commando Outpost. It's just straight up killing and looting. Lots of good guns, very confusing map. Um, very, very dangerous. Lots of lots of MPC commandos who will try to kill you and try to cover each other and so they, they'll goon swarm you if you attack them with non-silenced weapons or if they attack you with non-silenced weapons generally they have silenced weapons they also have good armor it's a great place to stock up on armor and weapons and stuff and because the sten does not require that many inventory slots um, to store, you can walk out of there with like fucking five different, five stens and then just repair them when you get home and don't sell them, just hoard them and then you can always go into a mission with a sten and then eventually you'll, anyway so bottom line is, uh, so yeah, so I have a silent sten um but these days, what I've decided, what, anyway so I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself uh, what, what I was saying before is, you want to go in with, what do I need what do I need from this run in terms of like scavenging? Because you need to control your greed. So if all you need is metal sheets and you find a metal sheet, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. You know, clear the room or whatever, like check all the loot, loot containers in that room or whatever, and get the fuck out of there. You got a metal sheet. It takes up a big chunk of inventory too. You know, so here are the items that you always want to save and hoard at your base toolkits metal sheets reinforced metal sheets metal scrap those look like cogs they don't look like the burnt circuit board things metal scrap gunpowder HGP which is high quality gunpowder those two are incredibly rare in my experience they're very difficult to find and they're very, very important, especially if you, if you don't want to do the contracts and stuff. Uh, fabric. You need fabric for all the best stuff. Leather strips. 
and synthetic scrap, which you need for everything. Synthetic scrap makes everything from bandages to it just it's endless. Now, here are the high value items that if you find one of these, you just get the fuck out of the you bug the fuck out of the 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 raid. Weapons, like really good weapons, you know, especially if if you know, I'll, I always leave my secondary weapon slot open so I can just slam in whatever I find, which is cool because that means regardless of its size, even if I don't have enough room in a sack bag, a sack bag can't carry a flamethrower. But your second weapon slot can. Always be mindful of this shit when you're swapping shit out while you're looting and always be fast. You always want to loot fast. Um drops from any of the individual factions there there are central empire drops there are kingdom empire uh, kingdom alliance drops kingdom alliance drops are probably the best these can't be these are giant boxes that can't be opened until you're back at your home base do not trade them before you open them the drops open them and then sell each individual item out of them other things that are absolutely high value items uh 565 ammo 300 ammo any ammo that is that takes up two inventory slots shotgun shells also because they're a bitch to make the highest value item the second highest value item in the game are war bonds from any faction if you get a stack of war bonds get the fuck out of there as fast as you can even just even if it's just one, like if you have more, if you find more than one, like if you kill like an entire team or whatever, and they all have war bonds, get the fuck out of there. Why? Because war bonds are frequently worth between thirteen and twenty thousand uh, credits. That is a huge chunk of change. Generally, war bonds are contained in the uh, supply drops from the factions. The highest value item that you'll ever find, I'm pretty sure, in the game is gold bullion, which when I found it, it I've only found it once, it's worth 36,000 units, which is a lot of guns. And then any armor above any armor above level 6 is worth ditching anything that you have in your inventory for to make room for it if you can carry it. So you should learn these recipes not necessarily in this order, but at, at level 20 you really want to want to learn or I think it's level 18 whatever plate rig. Plate rig requires two fabric or no, plate rig requires a uh, a metal sheet, some leather and uh something else I can't remember. That is a great fucking armor. It's level 7 armor. It will really protect you and it has pouches built into it so it has its own extra inventory space. It, it's uh, three three pouches of four inventory slots, uh, inventory spaces each. Or it might be four actually. I think it's four. I think it's 16 total inventory. So if you have that in a light bag, you got a lot of fucking looting you can do. You want to get the, uh, you also want to learn how to make the sack bag. You want to learn the stent suppressor, then the Uzi suppressor. You want to learn how to make the small container, which will, which will allow you to expand your inventory back at your home base, uh, with like boxes that are somewhat difficult to make. You want a light bag. 
You want, want to learn how to make light bag, how to make lockpick, how to make the PPSH-41 and the PPSH drum mag, even though you don't want to make those guns. You want to find those guns. You want to loot those guns. You want to make the attachments. Other good rule of thumb. If there are attachments available for your gun, either by purchase or trade or crafting or anything, do those. Add those to your gun. They make your gun significantly better, even if it's just a suppressor, even if you don't want a suppressor. Finally, the ideal general kit this is like an extravagant kit because I frequently will go just naked. I'll just go with just a Luger and whatever. And I always start off my play session that way. I, I'll ditch whatever I had equipped and I'll put it in my in my uh, in my storage and stuff if I can. If I can't, then I'll go with it. But I want to start. I want to warm up to wearing my good kit by playing a lot with my naked kit and completing as many of my daily contracts as I can. Also, I like the VZ Club. Because it is actually takes up a pistol slot and is a submachine gun. It's not the greatest submachine gun, but it's a pistol slot and it does less damage than the Luger, but it's super cheap to make and it takes up a pistol slot. So you can technically have like three major guns. Same thing with the sawed off shotgun, but you can't learn how to make it. I've only been able to loot it off of other people. Finally, the biggest thing to remember about Marauders is you will fucking die. You're going to get killed. You're going to lose everything. The game is merciful in this respect in that it's not that difficult to build back up a fortune. Yesterday, actually the day before yesterday, I uh, bought the lar- I bought the crafting recipe for the large uh, chest, the biggest box that you could have in your in your home base. It's huge. It's glorious. Um, but it cost two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, and I had two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars before the end of business yesterday or two days ago when I was playing. I was back up to one hundred and thirty-five thousand uh, dollars after like four hours of yeah, maybe three and a half hours. Other fun thing about. Uh, Marauders, if you find yourself losing focus or losing the ability to focus, take a break. See you next week. Don't be greedy. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. After receiving the host, marauding choir boys, half drunk on the blood of Christ, stalk unwary pensioners and seek havoc. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess.
fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.